All right, before we get into this week's show, I did want to mention there is some issue that I don't know what exactly happened with my microphone, and I sound a little warbly. I don't know what the deal is, but it, it's not too bad, I hope, so just know that going in. I love you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and today we are talking about a movie, Parasite. And I wish, oh my gosh, I wish. We were talking about the Oscar winner for Best Picture, Parasite, because it's so much better. And I, I, when I watch these movies and they're not that great, um, I do need help with it. So Sean is back. Sean, welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. I'm with you. I really wish we were talking about Parasite, the Korean film that won the Best Picture, because this Parasite was uh, difficult to get through. That's all I'll start by saying. All right, so let's let's get into this parasite from 1982, directed by Charles Band. 3D. The movie fantasy of yesterday is now the terrifying film experience of the future. For technical reasons, the preview you are about to see is not three-dimensional. Be assured, Parasite is the most gripping and frightening movie you will ever see, and in 3D, you will be part of the terror. You are about to witness the future. Be warned, it is a shocking sight. 3D, the ultimate sensation of visual art, now creates the newest, most terrifying form of fear, Parasite. That thing on your stomach. A new strain of Parasite. When it reproduces, it will cast millions of microscopic spores into the air. Just move your legs towards me real slow. Real slow. Experience the living, breathing, terrifying vision of modern 3D. Parasite. You have only seen the preview. In 3D, you will live the film. Parasite. Uh, the one thing that jumped out at me, the reason that we're doing this, the reason I thought this would be fun, the only reason I've even seen this, I'd never even heard of this until probably two months ago, if that. Um, I had a gift certificate for the website Kino Lorber. And so I had a gift certificate for like 40% off. And I was just going through their catalog and I found this and it was in 3D. And I'm actually, I feel kind of fortunate, I guess. I have a 3D TV. I, I've had it for a long time. They don't really, 3D is not a big thing anymore. But when the 80s, early 80s, it was real big again. And then it came back, what, like 10 years ago? Maybe something like that. And yeah, the Avatar. The yeah. Avatar boom came out. Avatar, you know, yeah, fully committed with all 3D. the money from God to make a movie. Yeah. yeah. And every, everything that came out, they were putting in 3D. They were putting out old movies. So then you'd have to get the TVs for the release. And um, I was just lucky enough. I worked a lot at uh, the local mall doing radio things. And I got a lot of gift certificates. And I went in and it was around Christmas time. And the TV was already on sale. And then add on all my gift certificates that I had. I was able to get one, and uh, I haven't gotten a 3D movie for a while. Um, the last one that I actually bought um, actually wasn't that long ago. I forgot at the beginning of the pandemic. I was like, oh, I should watch some of my 3D movies again, and I bought Titanic. because I, wow. I don't like Titanic um, for the most part, but I was like, oh, I wonder what it's like in 3D. I feel like I should give it a, a, a shot. 
I liked it more in 3D. Like sometimes I think the 3D can kind of bring you in a little bit more into the movie. Sure. Um, so Titanic, I was like, that's actually, I actually liked it more. I tried to watch Avatar then, um, not 3D, and I couldn't get through it. That's fine. That's an Avatar thing. That's a, not a 3D thing. That's fine. Yeah. So when I'm, I'm I saw that Parasite, uh, this cheesy 80s sci-fi movie, I didn't even really know. I didn't really get the sci-fi feel either. Uh, even from the trailer, I was like, "Oh, 3D. That, that's kind of fun." So I got it, and uh, I watched it in 3D. And then I knew you had it as well. And I was like, "Well, if you watch it in 2D, it might be kind of fun to compare and contrast like the different experiences." So uh, in 2D, what what was your what was your experience with this movie? My experience was uh, one of the longest starting scenes I've ever watched in my life. That was Dude, so bland. It's so the- long first five minutes i had to get through it i was like i have to get through this it's i just I, i'm having some trouble making it through here i don't know if the 3d effects would have helped it just looked washed out and red yeah. and I, so, I just couldn't make sense of what was going on for this full five minutes the the opening scene is like a you you find out it's a dream sequence but there's no way of for anybody to know that until it's over um and it takes a long time to get over but it's like really red and smoky and it's a guy laying on a table and then it's also like a scientist working. And I will say in 3D, when they they zoom in on the scientist working in his lab, um, that part is really good. Like mm-hmm. I actually I think I was by myself and I said it out loud. This is the kind of 3D I like. Like it's it's just coming out and it's totally gimmicky. He puts his hand out to put something on the table and his hands are like really coming out. And when the Parasite logo comes on, it really came out far in my te- into my room. I'm like, this is fun. Like, this is what I was hoping for in this movie. But it's a really long, boring scene of images. Like, Mm -hmm. no one says anything because it's just the guy. And then it's the scientist. And I I didn't get until I actually watched it today that the scientist is also the guy laying on the table. (laughs) Yeah. I thought there were two different people when I first watched it. And the reason it's so smoky is there's like the parasite is in the scientist and it kind of burst out of him like alien. Yeah, um, there's definitely a huge alien influence on the movie. For sure. And the reason it's so smoky is because there were so many puppeteers. Uh, I found that out <laughs> watching the uh, behind the scenes that they, they're like this. And I don't know how there were so many puppeteers because it kind of looks like garbage. <laughs> like it, I was surprised when I found out Stan Winston is behind the effects. But it was one of his yep. early, early. We all got to start somewhere. Yeah, man, it's a uh, it's a very confusing scene, and then the guy wakes up and he's super sweaty. I would sort of describe him as he kind of reminded me of Jeff Goldblum in a way, like an odd, je- odder Jeff Goldblum. Um, it, Robert Glaudini, he plays Doctor Paul Dean, which I kept thinking they were saying Paula Dean every single time. <laughs> that's funny. That's it. that's exactly what I thought. I described in my in my head in my notes as like Jeff Goldblum, but like from the movie Multiplicity. You know where they make a copy, a, a copy yeah. of a copy of the clone. He's the fourth. That's what I think they did with Jeff Goldblum was they made a copy of copy of the clone of Jeff Goldblum, and here's what they got. Yeah, it was it, rich. Um, another thing that interested me in this movie was that uh, Demi Moore is in it, and she has stated on TV that this is her uh, worst movie she's ever been in. But I thought it looked like it was gonna be, I don't know, cheesy fun, and it's cheesy, but it's not fun. Like it's because not. It's not very good. <laughs> like that's, I think that's the 
the the story is not very clear exactly what's going on for most of it. Yeah, no, it, it isn't great after that first scene, which is a bummer. Um, there's this weird part, and I I had no idea this was a futuristic movie. I had no clue even in the beginning, and then uh, the guy is kind of wandering around this like town of like 66 people or something like that, but you only meet like maybe 10, if that. And there's a lady that screams and it seems like she's about to be raped by these two guys. And they almost seem Neanderthal-ish. The scientist, Paula Dean, uh, like whips out a laser gun. I was like, whoa, what is going on right now? Like, I did not see a laser gun coming into the picture at all. No, the town looks like an old west set. Like it, yeah. originally, I was like, "Oh, they're filming in an old western town." Okay, let's roll with that. And then they, yeah, they have this scene. And he breaks out the laser gun. And you're like, "Oh, wait a minute." Yeah. What time frame am I in? Yeah, and then he he saves the girl, and then um, she attacks him because I guess she likes one of the guys or she's with one of the guys. It's it's kind of confusing. And then they they before he goes into the building, you he there's a shot of a rattlesnake. And I just kept thinking like, okay they're going to have this rattlesnake pop out of the screen. Like that just makes sense. And it does, but it doesn't look good. Like it, it kind of misses the mark. And I was like, uh, and part of me was like, is it my glasses? Do I need to put like new batteries in? But I don't think it is. I think it's just the transfer. It just didn't, I don't know. It doesn't pop that much, but there is a fun death where he kills one of the guys and a pole goes through him and then blood comes out the end. That looked pretty good. Um, the pole sticks pretty far out of the TV. (laughs) That was some of the positive parts I I saw were like the action scenes. There are some kind of a couple cool shots like that. Yeah, like just mentioned. Uh, it's it's funny. It takes place in the near future from when it happens, and um, the future setting is 1992. I Ooh. found that out later, which is kind of gross considering that was a really long time ago. I could see it being filmed in that, in that time. I think they also have they use the background that, you know, that giant mountain that they use in Star Trek and then they used it in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. You know, they yeah, throw I'm thinking of Bogus Journey today when I, I was checking it out yeah. again. There's other weird stuff in it. There's there's a like a punk gang. Um, I say punk. They're not really punk, but I mean, all the like 80s gangs in post-apocalyptic worlds sort of look like that. Like they look like every other kind of gang you've seen in that era. Um, exactly. So the reminds me of uh, Jake Busey. <laughs> I could kind of. I didn't think about Jake Busey, but I just thought of like any other Gennaro punk leader guy. We'll give him a, who's leader. We'll give that guy a headband. He's the leader. Okay. Yeah. You know. Uh, Sherry Curry or Curry's in it from uh, the band The Runaways. She's one of the actresses, which I thought was kind of neat. I thought she looked familiar. I think Cherry Bomb is probably their biggest hit. But yeah, I think you kind of nailed it when you said generic. It's it's a pretty generic movie. It is just kind of boring. Demi Moore in her debut por- performance kind of just looks concerned and screams a lot. And she has the same voice that she has now. It's really weird. Yeah. She's she kind of like young. a raspy yeah. voice. There's a couple times I'm like, she's striking. Like, I kind of forget Demi Moore is not around all that much in things anymore. I'm like, she was really beautiful in the 80s. Yeah. She, I think she was very beautiful. And of course, she falls victim to that trope where she gets smacked around. I mean, I, what, two or three times, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. She gets smacked around, and it's like, all right, so we have to go through this again. And it was harder. To, I don't know. It's always hard to watch, but it's like someone, like a name face that I'm familiar with. They're like, oh, man, I can't believe she put up with this, you know? But, but, she wasn't then, though. She was nobody at that point. Uh, but she, I mean, she acts tough in the movie, but then doesn't really follow it up with anything. We should probably talk about the actual parasite, which looks like a turd penis. <laughs> I mean, it it's 
there's a couple different ones and i don't know i didn't think it looked that neat uh, it's just like a slug i mean it's and you don't see it very often it's only in it a couple times uh, where it infects somebody but it just kind of drains their life like the makeup effects aren't bad i thought no. the makeup effects were actually kind of creepy they were i mean the parasite when you actually see it itself it just kind of latches onto people and just hangs out yeah and, and when they it moves sick. it moves under blankets you know so you yeah get that kind of you don't really see it much and then when you do see it it's sort of like a hand puppet like a sock puppet i was gonna ask about so there's a pretty cool scene uh, cool enough where it's like you can see it under the, the guy's skin and it's like pulsating so i don't know yeah. if the pulsating was in 3d or not it wasn't in 2d but i wonder um, if i was gonna ask you not really i mean Honestly, the, the most 3D is in the beginning. And then I don't know if you noticed this in 2D, but it was distracting as all hell in 3D. There's so much in the foreground of every scene because they were trying to get they were I mean, they were trying to make it more 3D. And they said that helped when they were filming um, mm-hmm. to make it like a more 3D like world. But it was so distracting having so many things in front of every shot because they wanted to have that depth and it's there. I mean, as far as that goes, the 3d was fine, but it's not like a, most of the stuff that most of the gags where they try to get things to pop out, didn't really go like halfway through the movie. Um, it just looked, it, it was, there was like that real ghosty image that some 3d has. Um, but there's so much stuff in the foreground and it just looked like everybody was way behind everything else. And, it was really distracting. And then when I kind of rewatched it today, which I couldn't get through it. So I watched it and fast forward until I got to the parts that I remember I liked, which I've never done. And I, I, I hope this doesn't like start me down a dark path of rewatching things in fast forward mode. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have the benefit of 3d. So it just looked like a bunch of junk in front of everything. You're watching it. Yeah, I did. It just made it look more low budget and more cheesy. So it was like, yeah. well, let's just put a, a random chair here, put something there that, you know, to fill the, the look like to fill the picture up to me. Yeah. That's what it I mean, that's what, exactly what it looked like. I mean, there's only a couple different settings in this movie. There's like, there's a bar, there's um, the cabin that Jimmy Moore's in, like the, that mountain area. Mm-hmm. And then like the gang's uh, hangout, the, like, yeah, the gang hangout, which is like a garage, I think a machine shed. We'd call it these days. In our I liked, TV um, there is, there, I did like the character, the, the guy stayed at the like hotel or I don't know. It was like a house that he rented the lady that owned it. I thought she was kind of funny. She, she reminded me of, um, the like mean lady from Annie. I, don't, I was just like, Oh great. The eccentric, uh, landlord lady. And maybe it was just that it was familiar. I'm like, that's just kind of a familiar character. Her death is okay. It's pretty gross. The parasite comes down from the ceiling, which they had dripping which was supposed to come down like through the TV. And I, it just, again, I had, it was more of a ghost picture for me. Like it, the 3d was working, but mm. it was just, there's just this, if you've ever watched it at home, I mean, it's kind of like that in the theater too, but there's like the image and then sometimes there's like a barely there image too, that kind of comes with it. And it's, it, it's distracting and the parasite jumps down on her and then gets inside of her head. And like the effect when it comes out is fine. Like her head kind of explodes, mm-hmm. but then like, the puppet comes out and it just looks like a sock puppet. Like it looks like Kermit. It looks like Kermit's head with fangs. Kind of like critters. <laughs> it sort of looks like a naked critters. Yeah, I could I could understand that. I could understand that comparison. <laughs> it doesn't make it any better, but No. And then there's like a there's a man in black that uh is is looking for Paula Dean. And I can't remember exactly why. I don't know if he wants the parasite. I would imagine it's something like that. And he has like a laser pointer. 
But when I say that, it's like a laser gun, but it's like a pointer. I don't know. It's kind of funny. He attacks somebody with it like a, like a lightsaber, which I thought was kind of fun. It's funny. I'm glad I rewatched it because I thought the laser came out of his hand. Like I thought his hand was the laser. And then I'm like, no, that's not how it happens. So that's why it's good to rewatch stuff, especially if you're going to talk about it. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I couldn't tell about what in my notes. I couldn't tell what he had at the beginning. I wrote laser, like laser gun. And then I was like lightsaber. And I couldn't tell which was which. It was kind of multi gun. It was like basically he had a multi tool for a hand. I couldn't understand it. But. Yeah, it, it looked like and it comes out of his sleeve, kind of like in Desperado with the where he has the guns. You haven't seen that either, have you? No, sadly. Yeah, that, that makes me sad because that that actually is a fun movie. Just um, like Taxi Driver, then where he has the gun that shoots out like a taxi yeah, driver. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, the Joker has one too. It's kind of like that, and it it actually, if if anybody watches Doctor Who, it sort of looked like a sonic screwdriver, except the laser comes out of it instead of making whirling noises. So that guy was kind of fun. I don't know. He gets the the endings was kind of really abrupt too with him. I know we're jumping ahead, but really not a lot happens in this movie. Like a few people get infected. The bad guy's looking for it. He's questioning people and some people he kills and some people he just lets go like no big deal. Like it's yeah, kind it, of this weird, he doesn't really have a code of ethics. He's just kind of no. um, willy nilly making last minute decisions, whether to kill someone or not in his pursuit people, of the parasite. There's a few people you might recognize. Like there's the guy in the beginning that works at the gas station. He's in like fast times and he's in a couple of the police Academy movies. I hope you had uh, a hell of a piss, Arnold. Yeah, that guy. He's in it a little bit. And then one of the gang members is uh, the only thing I've ever, ever seen him in is One Crazy Summer with also with Demi Moore in it as well. And I just after I watched Parasite again today or I skimmed through it, um, I bought One Crazy Summer on iTunes because it was four ninety nine. Maybe we should go through Police Academy one of these days. Oh, man, I almost <laughs> watched them all at the beginning oh, of the bro. pandemic. That That was almost a pandemic watch for me. <laughs> <laughs> when, when i got hbo max they were all on there originally and i i thought about it but then i i thought no there's other things to do i never saw operation miami beach and what was the mission to, to moscow or whatever i never saw those ones but miami uh, beach is my favorite one actually really i'm well, a big fan too no, the, the first, first assignment one, the first one's my favorite but i mean i've seen miami beach the most okay I've seen Citizens on Patrol and their first assignment the most probably between those two. Was that two and four? Yeah, two and four. They were, I mean, they were always on when we were growing up constantly. Yeah, I remember one and two on HBO all the time. I remember renting Citizens on Patrol a lot. And that's, that. I mean, that's that's pretty much it for the people you've seen, I guess. But they jumped out at me. I was like, oh, I know those people. And I knew um, Sherry Curry. I mean, I, I knew she looked familiar, but I couldn't figure out how I knew her. I had to look it up. I was like, oh, no, that's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, to me, Moore doesn't really do a ton in the movie. She's just kind of like Paula Deen's sidekick. Right. She's not really a love interest. She gets bit by the parasite, but it's fine. Nothing happens because the parasite's dying at that point. Um, There is kind of the cool effect where the parasite that's in Paula Deen bursts out of his stomach towards the end when they get like a high frequency that messes with it, like uh, Venom. It's kind of a neat effect. I I thought it was kind of gross. Like there's kind of a pool of blood, but it's like mushy too. I, I don't know. It was it was weird. It was a weird effect. Well, I think the whole I like it too. I think the whole movie could have used a, a little bit more gore. I think if they would have gone heavier on the gore, it might have yeah upped the, uh, entertainment value a little bit for me. Well, that's the thing. Like when it first starts, I'm like, okay, you got like this post apocalyptic world, kinda. You've got this like gang. You've got laser guns. You've got uh, a a weird attempted rape in the beginning. All the staples of the B movie in the 80s and. Uh, it should be fun. And then 
it just stops being fun. Like it's not a, it's not really a fun movie. Yeah. That's what I was indifferent when I left, I, when I was on watching, I was like, well, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it, but it definitely was not fun at all. Yeah. So. Like it was just, it was kind of just, and it's under an hour and a half, but it definitely feels like it's longer. Yeah. It, it seems, I mean, tonight in my, the way I feel like now is if, if you told me it was like a made for television movie, I would totally believe that too from that time. Uh, and like it's directed by Charles Band, and I I love a lot of Charles Band's work. I've got to say, like the Puppet Master movies and Trancers, you know, he's done a lot of fun stuff with Full Moon Pictures. But this one is just I I can't I, add it to my, my favorites of Charles Band. I got to say, I've never seen any of those movies. The Puppet Masters? I've never seen a Puppet Master. I've never seen a Trancers. Oh boy, I know some work I, to do. I know. Well, good news. Um, they are. Um, did you say Full Moon Pictures? Yeah, Full Moon Pictures. I just downloaded Tubi the other day uh-huh. and it's free. I mean, there's movies with commercials, unfortunately, but they're unedited and everything. There is a full moon channel on it. That's like all their movies. Well, you better get on that then. I think maybe we can go through the puppet master series. That'd be kind of fun. I saw some transfer sequels. They have to look, uh-huh. I think pretty sure there was puppet masters on there. I know all the Andy Sedaris yeah. movies are on there. That's, that's why I downloaded it because they're all there. And I've been watching those like crazy, and I, I'm I'm done with the main series of that. Oh, I'm here for those as well. If you want to talk about those, uh, <laughs> take the week off. I'll take the week off work, and we can just d- dedicate to that. It would probably take that long to get through them all. Worth it. But yeah, I mean, I can't say I would overly recommend Parasite 2D or 3D. That, I mean, the reason I kind of wanted you to watch it, too, is just see, you know, if it was much different. And I don't think I got much more out of it in 3D than if I would have watched it by itself. I didn't actually think the transfer was that good. I didn't think it was. It looked all that great. No, I mean, there probably wasn't much they could do with it. I mean... Yeah, they said it was difficult to... There was a lot of grain in it that they couldn't get rid of. Yeah, I could see The it. special features are actually pretty good. They go pretty in-depth of, like, what they did and how they were able to fix things. And, I mean, it does look better than they had, but not my favorite purchase without viewing experience, I will say that. Yeah, same here. I mean, I roll the dice, but... I've always kind of wondered about this movie. I've heard a lot about it before, you know, in circles. And it started out as being like Demi Moore's, you know, big break. And then I got more into like kind of my wheelhouse of post-apocalyptic, low-budget, right. sci-fi actioner, you know, I want to check out. But like well, I said, it just didn't have anything fun that stuck out to me that really makes it, you know, in my favorites list. So, Well, and I guess it did well. Um, they were going to do a sequel. And then Embassy Pictures, who put it together, uh, co- like collapsed basically, and they weren't able to do another one. But they said it did well when it opened. It got good reviews and um, was in the top ten the weekend it oh. opened. I don't know how long it stayed. I don't think it probably stayed very long. It, yeah, I could see it being like a staple of grindhouses, though. You know, people watching it over and over again and going to see it for the fun cheesiness drive-ins. Yeah. but I didn't think the cheese was that good. No, I don't think so either. But maybe at the time they were thinking yeah. it was. The good cheese, but yeah, yeah. like a Not drive-in perfect. movie. Yeah, this was more like the Parmesan, the shredded Parmesan cheese that you yeah. get in the can that made out of like wood chips, maybe. Right. You know? Not nearly as good, but I, I, I do think sometimes the nacho cheese. You know, sometimes 3D can make things better, but other times, you know, I don't think it really adds anything. Um, do you like 3D movies? I'm pretty indifferent. I think uh, really the only 3D movie I saw was Avatar in the theater. So, oh, really? So I went to a lot in 3D because there's movies I thought would do more with it. Like I, I, I saw Captain America in 3D and for some reason I thought that would be kind of pulpy and fun, 
I, I love Captain America, like the first one, but it didn't need the. I mean, Marvel, all their first like first gen movies were 3D and it I just didn't think it really added much to it. But like I said, with when I watched Titanic, I was surprised, like for some reason that worked on me that day. Maybe I just wanted to like it more. I have no idea, but it's possible. I know that I know there's a new release from Vinegar Syndrome, uh, Silent Madness in 3D. I thought about picking that one up and getting that, giving that the full 3D chance. I think that would be a good one to pick up and check out. So I'll probably do that one soon. Uh, Jackass 3D. I enjoyed that. They, they use that the way that, you know, I want, I mean, it was just, they did it for the campy fun. I mean, there's movies like Avatar. That's like, you know what? We're going to immerse you in this world. And some people totally got sucked into it. I never could, but like Toy Story um, three, I saw in 3d and I thought that was really neat. Like, I think that that one, I kind of, I was like, you know what? This is, this is working for me. This one, sometimes it works. Sometimes I just, think it was added luckily i'm pretty sure that craze is done till the new avatar movie comes out again and resurrects it yeah that's gonna be the big (laughs) that'll be the big post pandemic blockbuster when it comes out will be avatar 2 in 3d and it's like oh man i always wanted to go back to a world filmed in blacklight okay let's go yeah i oh man i i kind of forgot they made they're making like a billion of those too how can you forget well actually it's easy to forget they've been in production for I don't know what ten years now. Forever, yeah. I mean, I don't really know many people that enjoy Avatar, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know any fanboys really big into Avatar, and it makes me kind of sad that I feel like we're being deprived of peak James Cameron, you know, for all these years while he's working on this. Yeah, and he really is himself. I think what I didn't like about it is just it's it was so generic. It was such a generic movie. Like everything about it, nothing was like jumping out at me is like, oh, I've never seen this before. No, boilerplate, predictable, uh, decent casting, but again, they're trying to make, what was his name? Sam Worthington happen. This is all in the, the era of Sam Worthington the star. Yeah. The mechanical things that they jumped in was totally from Aliens. Like, it seemed like Aliens. Aliens meets Fern Gully. <laughs> and I'm not for it. <laughs> no, I'm not either. I can't. I, they're going to make us do it again. I, and again. Not, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Just, you know you're just gonna. don't do it. I'll, I'll go to, I would go to theater and watch Fern Gully right now if, they, if it was a failure, <laughs> if it was an option. Uh, anything else you've been watching that you want to tell us about other than Parasite? Oh, I've been watching a few other movies. I, I watched The New Kids. I'm totally, pretty much the opposite of Parasite. The New Kids with Lori. What's her name? Lori Laughlin. Laughlin. Yeah. Aunt Becky. Uh, Aunt Becky, that was pretty good. Uh, I watched I that the day that she got out of prison. <laughs> As a celebration, Aunt Becky's free. Let's watch the new kids. That's a messed up movie. It's way more messed up than uh, I was expecting it to be. It was, but I liked it a lot. I was a big fan of it. I thought it was fun. And the messed up parts, I was kind of surprised. And Spader, James Spader as Dutra, the blonde, the blonde, bleach blonde leader of the Southern psycho gang. I, I don't know how else to describe him. He's, I mean, he's just like Jared kinda... Leto in Fight Club Blonde. It's I know, crazy. His eyebrows. His eyebrows, yeah. too, yeah. I was not prepared for him in that movie, for James Spader in The New Kids. No, me neither. He was, I, wasn't surprised I, as James Spader usually is. He was pretty good. I bought that movie with Vibes and Sheena. And <laughs> I the reason I bought those three specifically is they were grouped together on Amazon. And I was like, what? The only reason is because they were all put out by the same people because it, it, they, they've got that VHS 
like look to them. Um, yeah, I think that's Mill Creek, which did the the Sedaris movies we were just talking about before. They, they're yeah. the ones that put out all those fantastic Sedaris films. And I got to say, the only one out of those movies that I was like, yeah, I'll probably go back to that again is the new kids. I didn't really care for vibes that much. I didn't really. I mean, Sheena's OK. Sheena's fine, but it, it's not great. I started Sheena as well when Tanya Roberts passed away. I was like, well, it's been sent on my yeah. shelf. Might as well give it a chance. And then I got again bored and distracted. And then I was like, I'll just watch Beastmaster as tribute. And this is well, much. It's boring. And um, were you uncomfortable during the beginning of Sheena with the little girl not wearing a shirt? Yes. For like a long time, right? Like she's almost yes. middle school age. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching right now, but I feel like I should turn it off. Yeah, it, it did not feel right. It, it felt was, wrong. It, and... it was weird. It was very strange. Yeah, I don't know. That that movie's all over the place as well. I couldn't tell what kind of mood they were trying to make. The the weird gesture she makes when she's talking to the animals looks like she's got a headache. Have, have you seen did you see that part yet? No, I think I've only gotten to the part where she was I probably made it 20 minutes in, and I don't remember. You would have just got to Tanya Roberts at that point then, yeah. Stick to Beastmaster. That's probably better. A better Tanya Roberts. Well, that Beastmaster, I've been watching that, and that looks fantastic. That's another great Vinegar Syndrome release, and I I can recommend that highly. I I just finished uh, Martial Law 2, Undercover. Oh, yeah. Have you watched that one yet? I have, yep. I did watch Martial Law 1 and 2, two nights in a row, 1 and then 2. I liked the first one a lot, actually. Um that one's really fun and cheesy good. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the second one, like, at all. Yeah, there's the a lot of good. There's some really no. good fighting in it. There's a really good death at the end of the movie where somebody gets shot in the head and their head, like, explodes and then the gun has hair on it. <laughs> the, where's this been in the whole movie? Like, this should have been in the whole thing. I know. Well, Cynthia Rothrock, I just love her to death. And uh, she's Rothrock. fantastic in both. Both of them. She's so great in both of them. Her fight yeah. scenes, every every, all the action she brings. Uh, I could watch a whole martial law with just her in it, you know. All right, let's wrap this thing up. How do they uh, find you online? Uh, you can go to my Instagram, Film Wheelhouse. I'm out there trying to at least update weekly. I mean, life gets in the way of these fun movie pursuits, but yeah, I'll keep putting stuff out there and updating what I'm watching. And yeah, pandemic times, so come find me. I'm bored. All right, we'll 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 catch up with you again here. Uh, soon because i know you've got plenty of movies that it would be super fun to talk about and we have a couple more overlapping movies so we'll have to find some of those again soon yeah <laughs> definitely it'll be good you me on. yeah and you can uh catch us on facebook and instagram just search for the rewatch podcast and of course uh rate us subscribe comments get get us out there that's what that's what we need so uh again reminder don't watch this movie the rewatch podcast is an alpha media production